Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydan and Joel T. Coleman joining you here on a Thursday morning. We are very glad to be with you once again. We hope you are enjoying your day. We hope you are enjoying any podcast you listen to at supertalk.fm or wherever you get podcasts. We want to thank you for tuning in, especially our servicemen and women taking care of us. Got a lot of, I've been getting a lot of, of responses about, hey, thank you for thanking it. Man, y'all don't have to thank me. We're thanking you. All right? <laughs> we are literally sitting here in the comfort of a studio, drinking water, laughing, having a good time. Yeah. Because of I don't have a water. Folks that, you give me a water? Well, I could have brought you one. Maybe you should just think about that before you start making general statements. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know. Now it, you've ruined the moment with your selfishness. You know, it, it, we're, we're talking about service, man. As a service to you, if you like, I'll, I'll go right over here to the water cooler. No, you know what? Something. I'm good. I'm good. Um, but no, we're, we're sitting here having a good old time because there's folks willing to go put their lives on the line every day. So, absolutely. I mean, it, it would. You, you are the ones that need thinking, not us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Don't know what you're going to get from Churn and Spoon and, and from Strange Brew this week because it's hot and it's cold. Like it's it's been warm the past couple days. It's been in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's supposed to be in the forties. Yeah, and, and Stranger gave me a tornado today. Were you uh, there when you were there? Yeah, I was there when the tornado warning came Ooh. through. So, oh, yeah, our, our namesakes were very prevalent in Starkville, Mississippi tonight. <laughs> I heard a roll of thunder tonight. I have never heard a sound like that in my life, except for this one time I was at Stephen Augustinelli's house and he let one rip. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever heard a rumble. It was a rumbling. <gasps> Like that, so it's it's important that we have the rumblings tonight. Because I, I remember I, I was I got out of my car and there was a monster lightning flash. I was like, wow! And then I just hear, like I can't I can't. And then it was just blah. I've always been a little freaked out by bad weather. Really? Yeah, it's never like a dog. I mean. I'm not as freaked out now as an adult as I used to be as a kid, yeah. but I still get a little, especially when there's wind. See, I don't like I, wind kind of freaks me out because I, I I'm I don't get freaked out by bad weather. That's not one of those. That's not. That's not on my list of things. But I, you yeah. know, I have, I have my own list. Everybody has their own list of things. Yeah, I, I guess. Strange Brew Coffee House should be on your list of things. Absolutely. I think it is on your list of things. Yeah. At, I, I guess if I was ever to, uh, I guess my own personal little hell is like a tornado coming at me or something. I don't know. You hey, know, I don't hey. think you're alone. I think most people would tell you that that's a bad situation to be in. Suboptimal, <laughs> as my friend Brian Scott Rippey <laughs> yeah, might say. Very suboptimal. Speaking of hell, did you see that the guy? <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Speaking of hell. <laughs> Go ahead, Satan. Did you see that there's a guy that's suing the NFL? Oh, yes, yeah. Because Shakira and J-Lo, watching them, endangers his eternal soul. Did you see that? Was it you? Did you no. do, are you providing this lawsuit? No. First of all, um, I, I, my Super Bowl viewing, for the mm-hmm. most part, mm-hmm. consisted of, of me chasing a three-and-a-half-year-old and a, mm-hmm. a, a one-and-a-half-year-old around the house while the Super Bowl just happened to be on the TV. It's that's, not what, like, that's, what, that's what your wife's for. It's like, yeah. I need one day, honey. <laughs> Man, but uh, that was a that was God's gifts, right? That, they were they were displaying what God had blessed them with. Well, I'm just thinking if you can sue somebody for getting you closer to hell, mm-hmm. if they if he wins that suit, mm-hmm. it's opening. I'm up filing panel. it against you. That's not nice because you. And, I don't have any money. You and your potty mouth and your attitude get just, me a little. Try to drag me into the depths suing, of Hades. Every, I'm suing Mississippi State football. I wouldn't know how to curse if it weren't for them. <laughs> I would have never have learned. <gasps> Emory Ballard, I'm suing. I'm suing his estate. That's when I started cursing. Was around that time of my life. So, oh man, I never curse when I go to Churn and Spoon Ice Cream or Strange Fruit Coffee House. Just to bring it full circle. Speaking of hell, that's one of the greatest segues ever. Speaking of eternal damnation, 
Speaking of heaven. Yeah. Uh, College Corner. College Corner. I mean, you get all the MSU gear you want right yeah. there. It, it, it provides a blessing to you. <laughs> when you shop online at collegecornerstore.com or if you just go to one of their two locations in the Jackson area over in Ridgeland, they're by Fleet Feet or over in uh, Flowood. They're by the Half Shell. You can check out their incredible selection of Mississippi State merch. And, of course, merchandise for all. I'll, get, I'll be totally honest with you. After this signing day, the Ole Miss fan in your life might need a little pick-me-up. Maybe. maybe. They might need a little something to, you know, if you can, you know. I would wear gloves when I went to per- pick it up. Or I might be like, I would ask the uh, the very nice service, the ver- saleswomen, salespeople there, hey, can you get that for me because I don't want to touch it. I get that. Like, I want that jacket right there, please. I get to give him a little pick me up. You should go in there one day with like a hazmat suit and stuff. And <laughs> Can I help you? Rebel yeah, gear. yeah. I got I got an Ole Miss cousin. I'm gonna just buy him something real quick. <laughs> I'm fine. Everybody's fine. No need to evacuate. And like have like one of those like one of those grabbers, like, <laughs> like the trash yeah. grabber things that put it directly in the bag. Put it in the bag and seal it up. <laughs> All right. How much was that? Oh, that's a very reasonable price and great service. That's what you get at College Corner. No hazmat suit required. We got the rumblings coming up, uh, but we want to do real quick talk about signing day. All four players, uh, everything that we thought was going to happen happened. Nothing we thought was going to happen didn't happen. Got a, got a question? Okay. Why was KJ Costello included in this, like the signing day signings, and like Scott Lashley isn't? Because I think it's because, because he's already enrolled. Because he's already enrolled. Okay. Yeah. That was the only thing I could come up with. So my mind. guess is if you had, if we were, if he had grad transferred out and signed and enrolled. Prior to that signing day, he would have been on the class. But because he wasn't, he's just sort of an add-in yeah. at this point. But Costello is signed. And he's also more similar to these guys because he'll be here in, in the summer. He won't be here in the uh, in, for the spring. Uh, like I said, no surprises. The only surprise, if there was one, is a pleasant one, and that's Rufus Harvey getting aboard. And I, you know what? It was an expected surprise, but a surprise nonetheless. I've given a lot of grief through the years to A.J. Brown, and I'm still not his biggest fan. But he did what he said he was going to do. And he gave out that Hail State. And uh, you, you were around it a lot more. But there is a true state, – state fans always talk about family atmosphere. It's very much that at Starkville High School. Yeah, it is. It is. Those guys, for the most part, are – you know, they support each other. They lift each other up. And and I know he's not the most popular guy around town because of where he went to school. That, that's not, you're, you're not really right about that. Well, he's talk, popular around town. Well, he's top, popular around town. He's not the pop, most Outside popular guy of town. amongst the Mississippi State fan base. Right. But – I covered A.J. Brown in high school. Covered him as a baseball player for me more than I did football because Robbie a lot of times did their football games. But mm-hmm. um, I really like A.J. He's a really good dude. <laughs> Very um, limited dealings with him on this I, end. But. I, I know that people don't like him because of the college court colors that he wore for three years and he didn't go to the school that everyone wished that he had went to. Um, and I get that. I mean, it's fandom. Fandom short for fanatic and people – do whatever, but it doesn't surprise me in the least that you got A.J. Brown saying Hell State for Rufus Harvey. That doesn't, that doesn't he was surprise gonna do me any. Said he was going to do it, and he did it. Um, and Harvey, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm just not when he's a contri- big contributor this fall because they need wide receivers, and he's one of them, and he's a productive one, and he's a guy. I think after seeing Stephen Gidry, who had all the measurables in the world but couldn't catch the football, I'm willing to take a chance on a guy whose measurables aren't great, but he catches the football when you throw it to him. And I think that's going to be Mike Leach's. Mike Leach has made a career off of receivers who didn't have measurables. Yeah. So I don't I don't see why this would be different. And he also made a good point today. <clears throat> and I, I guess we all know this, but if you get a quarterback in, like, say, a K.J. Costello, that puts the ball where he wants to put it, 
you basically, when you have five wide receivers on the field, you strengthen six positions. Yeah, by hitting yeah, that. That's how he said that, yeah. And so I just thought that was a good way of putting it today. If if KJ Costello, or, or heck, even if it's Garrett Schrader or somebody else ends up winning the job, which I highly doubt is going to happen apart from injury or disaster. But whoever's the quarterback, if they can be accurate with their throws, then Rufus Harvey's better. Osiris Mitchell's better. Austin Williams better. Uh, Javante Payton's better. You know, you name the receiver, everybody's better. You strengthen six positions uh, with a really good quarterback. So KJ Costello may make the Rufus Harveys and everybody else that's a receiver on this team you know, better. Yeah. Better. Good good quarterbacks elevate everything. Yeah. They make it easier to win. So if Costello can do that, yeah, he, he, you're not wrong in that, in that uh in that thing. Uh Kyle Cass is another guy I think is gonna make a contribution this year. They just they need bodies back there in the secondary. They're shuffling people around. He's a, a bigger guy, a six foot two, so it means you know you can match up with some some bigger receivers. You know, a guy especially in the red zone, you think, you know, I, I don't know what his speed situation is, but got to think in the red zone you can you know use his size to your advantage and he'll have some opportunities and then Jamari Stewart's you know that's a project's not the right word but he's gonna it's gonna he's gonna red shirt and, and go from there and I like what Leach said about him he's like he's got a big frame I can put you know 50 60 pounds on him yeah and he'll get, be a defensive end so yeah. speaking of size I didn't realize KJ Costello so I was just looking at his measurables so he's six five man he is a, he is a NFL he is a prototype NFL quarterback if I said draw an NFL quarterback you would look like KJ Costello he even got the chin for it <laughs> Big manly chin. The the world's manliest chin passed away today. Did you see that, Kirk no. Douglas? Hmm. Rest in peace. Didn't see that. Big time chin. Uh that's how you you gotta be. You can't be a man with a weak chin. You got a weak chin. You can't you can't be trusted. I don't know that I have a great manly chin. Your chin's whatever. fine. It, it's, oh, it's, thanks. It's got thanks. some, got some, some got chisel some. to it. Okay, appreciate that. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Thanks. So okay. I have two chins. Hey, so they work. I they mean, work. I had double the action there. Two chins better than one. That's what they say. Not really true, but it is what it is. <laughs> All right, so both end both, of the both day have a beard. That's true. End of the day, top twenty-five to thirty class, depending on where you look. Um, just a pretty typical Mississippi State class. Um, you're going to have to find some some spots for guys that they weren't expected to be at spot at those spots. They weren't expected to be doing what they, they – they, they're going to do things they weren't expecting to do when they sign on the dotted line, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But, you know, that's that's the thing. And it looks like with Leach, I feel like he's smart enough to know what's going on. He's smart enough to know where he needs to put people. He talked about, like, evaluating the roster is the most important thing we have to do right now. That, to me, reads two things. It means, do I need to move some people around and do I need to move some people out? And uh, that's the way it's going to go. Well, some folks are going to make the decision themselves. Yeah, I'm sure they out. will. Yeah. And, uh, you asked about the quarterback room, and, and he's correct. You know, no way to tell right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, no way to know that at the moment. And I mean, I don't guess there's any humongous sense of urgency for any of those guys to get out right here, right now. Well, here, that's what that's one thing I was thinking about today with Keaton Thompson is that if he was just hell bent on leaving, he'd be gone. Well, and, and I, I blame myself a little bit because I haven't. Probably done enough asking on this, but I mean, he may need to stick around throughout the spring to finish out his degree and and then Very be a true. grad transfer. Kind of, I, he can't I be a grad transfer well, if you're not a grad. grad. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's I guess that's on me and, and us as a media corps. I guess a little bit for not asking that question um, to, to see if that's the reason why he's he's sticking it out. 
or heck, maybe he just wants to be here. Uh, maybe we'll find that out too. But I, I can't imagine you're going to – and listening to Mike Leach talk today, I mean, I don't foresee a scenario where, where we're going to get to the fall and State's going to have five scholarship quarterbacks no, in the quarterback No, it seems unlikely. Room. I think there'll be three. I think at least two will go. And I, if I had to m- yeah. money today, and I'm not saying this because I'm racist, I just want to point that out to some some of our Twitter Despite followers. Despite the fact that you were a huge Jalen Maiden fan, I guess that that got overlooked. But I do in, think in it's, I do think Maiden, I do think Maiden and Thompson will be the two. You know, but I am I, I think Maiden would be a very interesting guy in this offense. I would I I am his spring is interesting to me. I could see him being impressive. Keaton, Keaton is just not accurate enough. At the end of the, he's just not an accurate enough passer to do this. He hadn't been accurate in games, and and look, the, we had, not we didn't get one to see game, it. not one game does he have. He's, he's only started. He started basically started three full games because I count the almost game. There's not one game where it was like, well, you know, look at that game. Yeah. Every game, his he's not accurate. And, and outside of that, look, we didn't get to see a ton of practice last year, but what we have seen in practice, he's not the world's greatest accurate passer in practice either. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not like so. he's he's good in practice. And I don't want to say he's a bad QB. I'm just saying that from what we have seen, and maybe we left the practice field on some of those days and he completed every pass right on the money. I mean, I don't want to take that possibility away either. But I have seen nothing with my two eyes that indicate he is an accurate passer. Now, he, he is a he's a heck of a competitor, and he gives you a chance to win, as you see, and as everyone saw against Louisville in the Gator Bowl a few years ago. Um, beating Lamar Jackson, all that. I mean, he is a warrior. I mean, I'm not trying to take away his competitiveness or his ability. He would be fine in Mullen's system. Yes, yes. But, but for, for a system that's going to throw the football 50 times not, a game, he's not, he's not fine. you've got to be better than 45% or whatever completion percentage he's been. Exactly, exactly. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into the rumblings here. We got go, not, we don't have as many questions as we normally do, but we got some good ones here today. 4.01 a.m. is when uh, Justin Strawn sent his second set of rumblings questions in. He he sent him in before listening to the yesterday's podcast, and well, this is why you should always listen for. It. You never know what Joel and I are going to say. I don't think for sure about Brian and Joel. Is that nothing? Nothing's for sure. And every time you think you know the answers, we, we change, change the questions. Also, one other thing: you make the rules, and, and we, we will break, break them. them. We could do this literally <laughs> for forty-five minutes. I could. We could make wrestling cliche jokes. All right, and look. never, ever, ever make the same one twice again. All right, number one. How many MSU single-season records will K.J. Costello break in the Mike Leach offense? Assuming health, it is a fair estimate that single-season contempt completions, contempts, attempts and completions, contempt is what I hold for Ben Garrett. Uh, I almost did it again. Completions and attempts, yards, touchdowns. and touchdowns will fall. And quite honestly, interceptions. interceptions I, don't know, I don't know what the record is off the top of my head for that. I don't know. I have to. That's that's one I might need to look up. <clears throat> if it's if it's above twenty, it's probably safe. I know there was a, a one particular season where uh, Mike Henning was on pace for seventy two or something like that. <laughs> well, yeah, after the first game, yeah, <laughs> never forget that. <laughs> and then State went to a bowl game. I would love to go back in time and find myself in the stands after State's getting blown out by LSU and say this team makes a bowl game. <laughs> I would have beaten myself up. <laughs> like, are you you must be on the, the 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 best crack that ever lived. And they did uh, somehow. All right, I did some research on how much time the defense can expect to be on the field under Leach, and I was surprised at what I found. 2019, Washington State's average time of possession 29:47. The year before 28 or 30 is 32:08. Those numbers surprise you a little bit. I talked today to 
to Eric about the, and I hate, I hate saying his last name because uh, it's it's Malay. Okay. Well, anyway, I talked to Mississippi State's running backs coach Eric Malay today. Hey, that rhymes. Um, I, I talked to him today, and I asked him this very thing, and I didn't even see your question yet, Justin. Yeah. Whenever I was talking to him, but I was like, "Is there a misconception here that um, basically?" Uh, no, in melee. I'm sorry. It was it was Brock. I was talking to the linebackers. That's who who I was talking to. Okay. Um. But anyway, was asking him: Is there a misconception that like you guys are going to be on the field defensively a ton more than than the average defense? Mm-hmm. Um. Because of of the style of offense that, that Coach Leach runs, and he's like, well, it's he said no, not really, because he said, well, he's saying that there is a little bit of a misconception because it's not like Leach is running at a breakneck pace for one. It's not like they are just every play, no huddle, no huddle, no huddle. Right. We're straight down the field. And he said, two, um, we're staying on the field a lot. Like This offense has been successful. It's not like we're going three and out, no huddle, running up there. So he's, he said that probably, you know, maybe the defense has a few more plays than, than everybody else, but it's not like – I don't know. I, I do think after talking to him and after looking at some of these numbers that, that Justin presents – I think there is a misconception that the Leach offense is like no huddle, fast pace, could be some quick three and outs defense right back on the field kind of thing. And that's just really not it. It is it is an air raid style where you throw the football a lot, but a lot of those are high percentage plays that you're going to complete, so the clock's going to continue to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times they're going to move the chains. Yeah. And it's not, as we said, no huddle, no huddle, no huddle. So I – after talking to him and and then seeing this, I'm not as surprised. Um, but had you had I read that question before talking to some of those guys today, yeah, it, it would have surprised me. But yeah, I think it's going to be a little more balanced, or however you want to say it, time possession wise than what I think I thought it would be originally. Okay, I don't know if I said that clear. No, I got you. Uh, has Vic Schaefer already done enough to pass Van Chancellor? as the best women's basketball coach in Mississippi history, or does he have to come close to the longevity Chancellor had at Ole Miss? He's ahead of Ron I think Van he's Chancellor. ahead. He's played for two national titles, which Chancellor never did. In my opinion, Vic Schaefer is the second greatest coach of any sport in the history of this state. I'm going to put Johnny Vaught ahead of him, but I can make an argument to put Schaefer there. And I, I would put I put Schaefer ahead of, of Ron Polk. And if Vic ever wins one, he's easily, he's, he's it. Because he's, that's it, yeah. He's got one. He's got something that nobody else has. I don't care what it says in Vaught Hemingway Stadium. I'm not claiming those, and neither should you. Uh, let's see here. Um, this is—I'll I'll skip one, but we, this one I like. Rank these three Mississippi State school records, two of which are SEC records, from least likely to most likely to be broken. Rushing yards by a quarterback, held by Nick Fitzgerald. Most hits by a baseball player, Jake Mangum. Points scored by a men's basketball player, held by Jeff Malone. There's so many issues here right now. First off, the 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 rushing quarterback thing is no good until Mike Leach leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to assume that if the state would go back to it at that point, which you don't know that they would. Most hits by a baseball player seems unbreakable right now, to be totally honest with you. Because how many are you going to get a four-year guy like that? Seems unlikely. Yeah. Same with Jeff Malone. If you got a player of Jeff Malone's talent level, he's not staying in college long enough to. These records are all basically unbreakable right now. Fitzgerald's is the most likely, I would say that. Because State could get a ridiculous athlete at quarterback who even in this offense rushes for a lot of yards. And then I would probably say Mangum's number two because you could get a, a, a guy who just is a hitting machine at some point. 
I don't think Malone's record's breakable. Because if you get a guy who scores like that, it's going to be gone stay. two years at best. He just can't do it. Yeah, so. I think I agree with everything you just said. Okay. Uh, let's see here. And Mangum, man, you about not only have to have a solid hitter, mm-hmm. but he almost has to be your leadoff guy for four years. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just the to get the, the, get the level bats. of it bats. Yeah. Uh, let's I mean, see like, like Rowdy. I mean, I could see Rowdy being the leadoff guy for two years now. Yeah. But. I mean, Rowdy hit at the back half of the order last year and year before, too, right? I mean, I know he's hit number two in the order some, but um, – and I don't even know what Rowdy's career hit total is right now, but he doesn't have a chance, I don't think. I mean, it, I don't know what it is right now, but he'd have to, like, have two back-to-back record-breaking type seasons to, to do it. Without Now I'm going to have to look to see what, what his career hit total yeah, is. Yeah, but, look that up while we're doing this. Uh, Steven Sprawberry wants to know any idea when the normal show, the intros and sounds will make it back. I missed them. Yeah, I missed them too. Uh, my laptop is being replaced, so <laughs> it's going to be a little while longer. Got to get a new one. Not but only they, do you have to get a new one, you have to get the software reinstalled. I got the software and I got all my music files and all my, my my pride and joy, my like 2000 image GIF file that I so I have a GIF for everything. Yeah. I got to get that back. It's killing me not to have all my Are Randy's. you going to be able to get all that stuff that you had on your old computer? Yeah, they, they said they can okay. fire it up for that. I was going to say, it's going to be sad because didn't you have like the B&B show? Yeah, uh, it's got my, got my finale. Like the- it's got the uh, the joke I told you where you laughed uncontrollably <laughs> and our famous incident in Omaha. In Omaha. Yeah, with which I, I'm not going to talk anymore about that. <laughs> uh, uh, Rowdy Jordan has 136 hits currently. How many does Mangum have? 350-something? Uh, you'd think I'd know that, but... <laughs> just why, just why Google we, Jake Mangum Mississippi State and then click on stats. Three eighty three. So he, how many? He uh, has three hundred eighty three hits. Yeah. So how many oh, did you see, say? Rowdy, I don't think has a prayer. Well, what's the number? One thirty six. So he's so, going to need like he need two hundred and fifty more hits. Yeah, like one twenty five a year yeah. in the next two years. Yeah, not not probably not happening. Yeah, I, I highly I mean, that that would if he hit one hundred twenty five hits this year, he's going pro. Well, I mean, basically, he would have to equal his hit total of his first two years. Yeah. He would have to do that each of the next two years. Right. Which, I mean, I'm just saying. He he, he, he has a better chance as a leadoff guy. Yeah. But yeah. basically, I'm saying that Rowdy has a very, 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 very small chance to break that record. And, and that just shows you. And that, that's not anything against Rowdy. He's a great player. It's just how tough it is. A, you're going to have to have a, a leadoff guy, mm-hmm. most likely. Mm-hmm. Top part of the order anyway. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to stay for four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems and that's unlikely. just hard to do. Yeah. That said, like I said, if if Randy Jordan, if Randy Jordan has a hit a year this year where he hits the ball 125 times, he's going pro. So that's 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 an even more concern. Rob Montgomery, he has a husband scenario for us. Okay, well, we're both if, husbands, so maybe we can help. If a husband kills a roach inside the house while his wife, who is terrified of roaches, is still sleeping, do you tell her about it? No. He says, "Pro, you score some husband points, but con, you unnecessarily worry about one random roach." I say I, that Joel is correct. No, flush that thing down the toilet and move on with your life. Yeah, yeah. Because if she's as terrified of roach, I can kind of relate to this scenario because Katie is not a fan. Yeah, my wife Jennifer's not a fan of um, roaches either. So I mean, you're gonna at every every little bug that you ever see, it's it's gonna after, be a roach. After, yeah, it, it's a roach, and it's like it's, it's an a beetle, ant. it's yeah. an ant. Yeah. It's so. Fine. so so yeah, no, you, you flush that suck. I mean, roaches and snakes I, are Jennifer's. I'm all about transparency and honesty in mm-hmm. a marriage. I'm all about but, scoring points too. But it's not dishonest to just kill a roach and flush it. Now, yeah. if, if if your wife comes to you and says, "Hey, did you kill a roach?" Then yeah, I yeah, killed, I yeah, killed I, I, I did. I took care of it for you, baby. Yeah, I got you exactly. But don't just go volunteer the information. Yeah, you you want to protect her sanity. 
and yours. I came into our house. <laughs> I came into our bedroom one night, and there was a roach on the wall, and she was asleep. And I took a shoe and I just nailed that thing. And she woke up. I woke up. She's like, "Oh my god, what the hell?" And I was like, "That was a roach." Uh, my. Uh, and she was not happy because then she was like, "Oh my god, it might have been on me." I have a. Uh, <clears throat> trying to think of how to turn. I about said road wife. You have a ro- you got a you got Robbie. Because oh. <laughs> basically every trip we take, we take together, you know, for the most part here. <laughs> and uh, long hair, Robbie Falk. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, at last year at Hoover after the the freaking marathon, yeah, 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 the marathon the LSU against game. LSU. Yeah. Uh, we get back to our hotel at. Gosh, what time in the morning was that? Like, sun was rising almost. I, L- literally. I, I, sun I put was... up thunder and lightning at 5 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it was between 4 and 5 in the morning. And we walk in the room, and uh, it's a Holiday Inn Express. And there is a just humongous roach on the wall above his bed. And, like, I can't remember if, if he swatted at it or what, but it fell behind the bed. It, he did not hit it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically, he fulfilling the, the role of wife was like, I'm not sleeping if we don't. If we don't kill this thing, so we had to go roach hunting at 5 a.m. in the Holiday Inn Express in Hoover. Mm. And uh, oh, just, by the way, we found it. I must say, I just gone and asked for another room at that point. Uh, and uh, I mean, you know, it was really weird because it was pretty nice. Yeah. Holiday Inn Express. It's not like There's it was a ro- like, some other roach gets in. It's, yeah. It, so anyway, we we killed it, and as far as I know, they don't uh, they don't ask. They yeah. show up. As far as I, as far as I know, we did not you know have any in our beds or anything that there night. You go. Daniel Montgomery, no relation to Rob Montgomery, as far as I know, but you never know. What did you and talking to me and Robbie ask the ref about during a timeout at the women's game Monday night? Which this did happen. So I've noticed that r- officials are now like pumping their fist for offensive fouls. And for years, an offensive foul, a charge was they put the hand behind the back or the head. Yeah. So I asked, I asked basically, I was like, did that change? And he said, so what we do now is if I have an offensive foul or I have a, a it, uh, I'm sorry. Because it used to be that when you pump the fist, it meant count it, right? Yeah, yeah. Foul and the shot, or shot and the foul. And he said, now what I do is I pump my fist and I put two fingers out. And that means count it or there's two free throws coming or whatever. Whereas if I don't do that, it's an offensive foul. And he said, it's just something they've, been, they've, they've transitioned to. It seems a little more confusing now than it, it needs does. to be. Yeah. But I mean, I that's like- what I asked him about. And I, here's the thing, you know, I don't know these guys' names. I know their names, but I don't know who they are. Yeah. So I look in the, in the on the notes. The notes have their names. There was a girl, woman and two men. So I called it the, the wrong name first. Like, Roy! <laughs> he doesn't turn around. <laughs> I was like, all right, Robbie, he's obviously the other one. Frank! And he turned around. I was like, <laughs> can I? And he came right over. I've, I've, only, I've done that twice. I have asked an official a question. The other time was somebody got teed up. And I just said, what was the technical for? And he's like, he, he used some language he should not have. Yeah. And then there was one time an official actually asked me a question. And that was, you know Carl Hess? Mm-hmm. Guy that, stand, that tossed Stansberry? Yeah. He was officiating a game a couple years ago. I forget who State was playing, but they were really bad. And it was the absolute worst shooting game I've ever seen. They, 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 at one point, the team was like 9 for 58 or something. And he actually came over. He's like, what are they shooting? And I was like, like. 18%. And he was just like, man, <laughs> that's all he said. Yeah. And he walked away. So. You know, that's part of the th- deal here. Like, we have, I would, I dare say, the best seats in the Southeastern Conference for SEC basketball. I will never forget when Brett Hudson started on this beat. Like, he was walking down the stairs and he saw where we were sitting. He looked at me. I was already sitting down. He's like, this is where we sit? I was like, yeah. He's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mississippi State's seats 
are better than anybody's. You're right on. I mean, you're right in the action. Yeah. There. I, I wonder whenever the hump gets its renovation. You know, things, we'll be moving. I, it will be sitting up top somewhere. Probably. You know it. That'll be premium seating. All right, uh, Peyton Stewart. Something I've always wondered is how is the entire Big Twelve bad at defense? It's not one team that's historically bad, but the whole conference. How is this possible year in and year out with that brand of player in the area? I don't have a good answer. If we knew the answer to this, we could make millions. Um, I mean, if you look at Texas high school football, it's sort of this way, though. It's a lot of high-scoring football. So, you know, they, I mean, they just, they, they're so focused on speed out there, and they turn those guys into receivers and running backs. You know, they, they, I think a lot of Big 12 teams, that's what they do. Like when they take athletes, the, the guys that state turns into safeties and linebackers, they would turn into receivers and running backs. So maybe that's that's where it is, but it's it doesn't make sense. If somebody got out there and could somehow put together good defense with the kind of Big Twelve offense you expect, they would win every year. But as it is right now, you got a team like Oklahoma wins every year, but their their defense is not good. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Joel from David Shirley, have you tried the zero sugar Mountain Dew? I actually did this week. And um, I, I like it. Um, it. it I mean, it is very similar to just Diet Mountain Dew, though. I mean, it's there to That's me. That's good, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. I love Diet Mountain Dew. So, yeah. um, I to to me, I, I can't tell just a ton of difference between the two. I mean, I can tell a difference, but they they're both very Mountain Dewy, and they're both fine. Um, I'm basically probably just going to continue to drink Diet Mountain Dew just because that's what I've always drank. Yeah. But I may mix it up every now and then, throw a Mountain Dew Zero Sugar in just. For kicks and giggles, why not? But yeah, it's it's fine. It's good. It's a little more caffeinated, apparently. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, may, maybe if I'm like on a late night road trip, which we frequently are in this business, um, it may go with the the Mountain Dew Zero just to get the extra caffeine, the extra boost. All right. But yeah, it's it's good. Okay. Uh, Matt Black says once State got beat by LSU, I said I was done. Then they went on to win five straight SEC games. The only games I've watched since the LSU game were Oklahoma and Kentucky. Am I the bad luck game and need to stop bad luck guy and need to stop watching games this season? Matt, I love you. Yes, you're out. You are the bad luck. Stop watching games. <laughs> Simple as that. You can come back when they lose a game that you didn't watch. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. So until they lose a game that you didn't watch, you're out. It's the only way it's got to be. Clay Crowder wants to know what is the worst MSU football win you've ever witnessed? Like a game at State won, but it did not feel like a win based on how the team looked or played. 2013, was it Bowling Green? That's a good one. That's a good choice. They won 21-20. You know why I remember that? Sh- that uh, I about said that show. You, remember you almost why said I, someone else, I think. No. You, you'll that know, pile you'll, of... <laughs> well, I guess it could have went the other yeah. way, too, but you'll understand why I about said show in a minute. Okay. Why I remember that game so well mm-hmm. is because my first podcast on one of your networks was immediately following that game. Oh, okay. Okay. Myself and Matt Stevens began the full court press or yeah. whatever it was. The weekend, or the, the I guess it may have been the day after that, that game. That Sunday, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that, that game's just very clear in that my mind. That game was a pile of crap. Yes, though. it was. I, I got two to add to you. Troy, 20, or sorry, 2002, State won 11-8 and played terribly. And then, of course, famously, with the clock running out and needing only to take a knee to, to ice it, ran Kevin Fan on a quarterback draw and he got injured and we missed the next game. <laughs> Never forget that as long as I live. Rob Hadaway's eye just twitched involuntarily. Uh, and then, honestly, the Egg Bowl last year. I think State should have won, so maybe it's not the same thing, but that's one of the worst games you'll ever watch. It was just horrible. Like, neither team really deserved to win that game. So, 
Uh, Trice Webb has a good question. Have you ever found out if Cameron Burns is okay? He is was my favorite player when I was at State. Trice, Cameron Burns is like the forgotten man. Nobody knows where that guy is. He, he does not want to be found either. So I don't know what his, his issues are. I just know that like you, you can go ask Richard Williams about it, and he'll say he's like, no idea. And it doesn't want to be found. So, And that's that's tough. It sucks because Cameron Morris was one of my favorite players too. But it is sort of is what it is. Ah, let's see here. The Uncommon One. That's a couple of questions for us. First off, I got a question for you. That's your name? Come on, man. Put your name on there. Sounds like a gimmick in AEW or something. Well, what I don't get is his, his picture's on here. So I'll show you his face, but what's your name? Like the the picture, you can just put Joe Smith on there, and I'd say, "Oh, hey, Joe." I don't know, but I can see your face. <laughs> anyway, you don't know that it's his face. Maybe you just like Google image search something. And- okay, you could be right. Looking at Ole Miss's recruiting class thus far, is it fair to say Oxford isn't as beautiful a locale as days past? The old gal ain't what she used to be. I tell you, I mean, I haven't been to Oxford since I was there in like November, but evidently there is they're taking like a real downturn. Well, we'll know Tuesday. That's right. Yeah, we'll be up there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's rough. I mean, I, you know, I guess the Grove has fallen into a state of disrepair, and the Square has uh, become a, a a a shanty town, because all I was ever told was they just fell in love with the city, and now that that seems to be happening so much. Maybe they, maybe they opened too many Dollar Generals. I don't know. To to be serious here, how much of the uh, if I could be serious for a minute as we continue our day full of wrestling references, yeah. Um, how much of Ole Miss's recruiting class or, or where where they are as a program right now recruiting-wise, is it just because this is a transition class, or do you think... States is a transition class. It is, but they were Arca- already they were already inked. What about Arkansas? Before them. Arkansas is way ahead of them and signed the number eight quarterback in the country today. Yeah. Missouri was a transition class. They got ahead of Ole Miss. It's not just a transition class. Yeah. Don't, don't don't buy into that for one second. Yeah, uh, another one from the uncommon one: Slim Jim or beef jerky? Uh, if you'd asked teenage me this, I would have said Slim Jim, but mm. adult me is beef jerky, beef jerky all the way. I like because there's different options there. You know? Yeah, yep. A little, a little spicy beef jerky cleans out the nostrils for you. You ever got a, You ever have like a really bad sinus infection? Go get you some ghost pepper beef jerky. That'll clear <laughs> it right up. Like you'd be breathing easily. Uh, and uh, Jack Links actually has has these like steak strips. Yeah, yeah, you eat those all the time. They're really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here, Keeves Wright, and I assume that's how you pronounce that, Keeves. I hope I'm right. No, no pun intended. Uh, two questions. Addition of Rufus Harvey. Which receiver on the roster you think has the breakout season? Well, here's the thing. You could pick Osiris Mitchell here. Yeah. Yeah. Because any receiver that gets 800 yards is having a breakout season. My, my 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 first pick, my absolute first thought thought is Javante Payton. I mean, Payton or, or Mitchell are the the yeah. two obvious. Or Heath, ones, which yeah, I mean they they could all have big years. I, I asked uh, Steve Spurrier on um, on Wednesday. I'm trying to remember his exact junior. answer. Oh well, yeah, Junior. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember his exact answer to the question, but I basically asked him. You know, stay down. The, the Joe Moorhead, you know, we're definitely going to have a 500-yard receiver this year, and you didn't kind of deal. Well, I asked Spurrier Jr., um, you know, safe to say that in this offense there's probably going to be a 500-yard guy. To his credit, he didn't just flat out say yes. <laughs> so I guess I can't accuse him of lying if he didn't, but you could tell by his answer that he was pretty confident that not only is that going to be surpassed, it's going to be far surpassed. Yeah, so. I, would, I, I would believe him on that one, to be honest with you. Uh, let's see here. Ben Otten, 
any grad transfer wide receivers you see considering state? Obviously, I haven't looked at the portal, but they're going to look at them. Were you surprised that we talked about this a little bit? Inside linebacker and offensive line were the positions he mentioned. I found that interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be a shock if he said that and then ended up bringing in a wide receiver yeah, anyway. But, yeah. but yeah, I, in in our minds, I think it's a little bit of this is probably because we've been so preconditioned to state's got to get a receiver that can do something mm-hmm. kind of deal. Uh, I think some of that's just our preconditioning to thinking that's what should be everybody's answer. And, of course, these coaches, I mean, they see the program from a little more of a broader perspective, I guess, than you and I do, who, yeah. who uh, see the biggest flaw and just think receiver, receiver, receiver. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that would prohibit them from getting one if they found the right fit. I agree. Uh, Ray Campbell has a, a very specific question. Top three restaurants that have the best dipping sauces – can be local or not. Like, I don't ever think about the dipping sauces when I go to a restaurant. Is there some place like, like, I, I, I've never, uh, I know the answer in Vicksburg is the Beachwood restaurant. And it used to be uh, uh, when Rowdy Rowdy's was still there because they have the Nasser dressing. Now, I know you're not familiar with that. It's a Vicksburg thing. But people swear by it. Do you like batter fries? Batter fries? Yeah. What are, ba- ba- batter fries? Batter fries. I don't need You know what batter is, right? Yes, I know what batter right. is, obviously. You 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 batter the fries. Yeah, so, so you, they're looks, a little extra looks, crunchy. Looks kind of like a a chicken strip, except it's a it's, French it's, fry. It's a French fry. Yeah, never had. I it? mean, it sounds like it'd be great, but yeah. no, I, I've I've never. So people in Vicksburg do that, and they dip in this stuff called Nasser dressing, which is basically like a comeback sauce. Yeah, but it's it's, it's a huge Vicksburg thing. Um, I'm trying to think of like a place where like I just really like because the dipping sauces are so basic, like they're all honey mustard and ranch and buffalo. I'm sauce. I'm a big buffalo sauce guy though. Oh, I love buffalo. Sauce. Love it. Yeah. Uh, As we discussed earlier, though, never the twain shall meet. Don't mix your buffalo no, and your ranch. No, no. Uh, I like the, uh, this is a chain or whatever. I like the Zach sauce. See, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I, I do like uh, well, Papa John's and the garlic dipping sauce. Did you see that Shaq had a garlic dip, garlic butter fondue at his uh, New Year, or his Super Bowl party? No, I did not see that. He had a fondue. I'll show you the picture. It's a video, actually. It's from our good friend Darren Ravel, who, like, you can just put your slice of pizza in there and just cover it in garlic butter. Just for a, uh, just so you know, the calories on that, I mean, had to be astronomical. <laughs> yeah, because that garlic butter—it's not exactly the most healthy option. I used to love. I used to laugh anytime somebody get like five extra garlic butters and a diet coke. I'd be like, buddy, why? Yeah, why are you doing this? It's <laughs> no point. And then at one time, I, I I bet a guy I would give him a free order of cheese sticks if he took a shot of garlic butter. Oh God! And he did. He was drunk enough to do it. I, I said, buddy, about 3 a.m., you're going to wake up wishing you had not taken this. It, it's such a small thing, but I love Papa John's just for the pepper. Pepperoni? Yeah. Yeah, I got a friend that's like that. I love them. I have a friend that uh, I gave her a bag of them for her birthday one year. I just I just took the hit, the hit on the food cost. If if my old boss is listening, sorry. Uh, I just brought her a bag of pepperonis, and she was very happy. Yeah, well, if you still work there, and I, uh, if you ever return. Uh, not, please, God, don't, don't you put that evil on me, Joel <laughs> Coleman. Don't you put that evil on me. Anyway, moving forward. God, Dalton, God rest his soul. I just watched him in Armageddon the I other forgot. day. He's, yeah, he's gone. Jeez, man. That sucks. Bear. He's bare in Armageddon. Great actor. Oh, I just, and a great Mississippian, too. There's a, have you ever seen the Tom Hanks video of him talking about him from at his funeral? No, I've not seen the no. Guess uh, every time we do one you of these shows. You always ask if I've seen a video, and I have never, have, never seen We're going to watch it. You dude. watch a lot of videos. I got a lot of free time. It's <laughs> hilarious, though. So just just trust me. Uh, Dalton Lee, what are some tips you would have for someone moving from Palo Alto to Starkville? 
Palo Alto to start. Well, obviously KJ is here for football, but it has to be quite the cultural shock to change to this kind of setting. I mean, I would just say just embrace it, man. Eat fried catfish. Eat some barbecue. You know, do some country. Go hunting. Go fishing. Yeah, not as hustle and bustle over here, brother. Yeah, enjoy it. You know, I mean, obviously you have a lot of time for football, but you know, don't eat some fried okra. Eat some chicken. Today I went to lunch with our friend uh, Ben Portnoy. He got the chicken and dumplings, green beans. Mac and cheese, and 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 he said he should have got the fried okra. I'm like, yeah. you've we've converted you. Yeah, and that's it. I know that Dalton doesn't didn't say in this at all, but I guess I've still got Darren Ravel's tweet on the brain a little bit. But just people that take a shot at at like Starkville or not even Starkville, state of Mississippi or the South, the South or whatever, it's so stupid. You're just a loser. I mean, it is a different. Is it different? Yeah, it's different. It's but different everywhere. Everywhere you go, it's okay. It's okay that we don't have skyscrapers and you know, beaches or whatever. It's just a different style. It's a different kind of person, even it's a little bit. It's different everywhere you just, go, man. Yeah. And different's okay. I, I'm a fan it's of different. completely okay. If we were all the same, life would be boring. <laughs> all right. Uh, Kent Bontrager. And again, if I'm butchering your name, I do apologize. Chances, this is a good question. Chances Mike Leach does a running play for his first play next year. I always remember Mullen. Like saying he, how he proved things were going to be different. His first play was what a, a, a an end around pass. Yeah, and like that was just his way of letting the fans know I'm here. It's, I'm here. It's going to be different. Yeah. What if Leach just hands the ball straight to, to Kylan Hill first play? <laughs> Two back set. I give that a zero percent chance. You think? I don't think. There's I think. Any... I think there's a there's a there's a chance. I don't think it happens. All right, we'll see. Predictions of how many points State puts up in the first game against New Mexico. <sighs> Fifty five. I was going to say 60. <laughs> yeah, it should, that's the way it should be. Jimmy Rayburn. Many recruiting sites rated McKinley Jackson as a top high school player in Mississippi. I read his top four teams were all SEC West schools. Bama, Auburn, LSU, A&M. He ended up going to A&M. Did we ever have a shot at getting him? If not, why not? Nope. No, he, he just was he, not. He, he wanted to get out of state. He did not want to come to Mississippi State. And, and didn't really have much time for Ole Miss either. Um, and it's interesting, you know, we think, you would think with State's reputation now, put, I mean, with Simmons and Fletcher Cox and Chris Jones, that you could get those guys. But some guys just don't want to be here. And that's okay too, yeah. you know. And we're talking about different mindsets. Some some guys just want to go elsewhere and play. Had I had the talent to be a uh, top tier athlete doing anything, uh, baseball was always my sport, but I was never at any point close to playing D one college baseball anywhere. But I was the type of guy that it would have meant the world to me to play at Mississippi State, like growing up here, whatever. But I know some folks that they would have loved to have used those talents to go other places. Some couple of them did you know i mean it just um not everybody dreams of growing up and playing in their home state some people want to get out and see the world a little bit and you know more power to them yeah all right uh let's see here uh heath hopkins is this the heath hopkins is it, used to be a punter here no you know what that guy does now by the way no heath hopkins the uh the former punter male model hmm i looked into that and then they said, actually, I never looked into it. I was like, where are we? At first, at first I was like, you looked into Heath Hopkins? What are, you, what are we doing here? Oh, gosh, I lost I lost where I was. Here, hold on. I looked into it, and then I learned there isn't much market for a crooked-tooth, big-eared, 150-pound, 30 Keep talking about yourself and how terrible you are so I can figure out what happened with Twitter here. <laughs> Twitter went away. Hello, friends. We're going to have to – this is one of those moments now. I can't, I can't delete it. So, Oh, goodness. All right, there's there's Twitter. It's back. Now you just got to find where we were at, right? I, that won't be difficult. Gotta, <laughs> any second now. We weren't we weren't too far away here. 
Almost there. Maybe Get, I could maybe I could have been like a hand model or something. Like George Costanza? Yeah. I love that. Heath Hopkins asks, first time rumbler. With State becoming a pass-happy team in our current wide receiver situation, will MSU lead the nation in drop passes next year? True or false? And he said, where was MSU ranked in that category? I, I have seen rankings for that, but I, I don't know where to find them. You know, they could lead the nation and still be better. <laughs> Just because based on the number of opportunities they're going to have, I mean, so you're going to have more opportunities to drop. But, you know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, so somebody actually keeps that up with, like, nation-leading pass-dropping and stuff? Yeah. Let's see here. What, when is this article from here? This is from 2009. So Th- there's not... a lot of stats like that, it's, that we it's don't... It's pro football focus who does it. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, they, they have a lot of... They do a lot of analytics. They have a lot of but... analytics stuff. There's a lot of stuff, not just in football, but in a lot of sports that I wish we could had more access to. Like in baseball, we don't get the splits, and I would love to yeah, see... Yeah, I like some analytics there. But... And, and I mean, I, I know that if I wanted to, I could sit down and do it do myself yourself, kind yeah. of deal, but... It's a lot of math. I, I would love for... Because they have it. It's not like they don't know it. I, I wish that, you know, I, I would have seen like Jake Mangum, what he hit from the right side. Yeah. Kind of deal. So we didn't get to see any of that. No. Josh Patrick, overrated, underrated, properly rated, the little Dewey. I say depends on what you're doing. All right. For barbecue, it's a little overrated because it's just gotten such a huge uh, push nationally. But if you want fried catfish, it is underrated. In my opinion, the Little Dewey is the best catfish in the state. I haven't had better. It's fantastic. If you said, hey, we're having a get-together, bring something, I'm probably bringing a catfish tray from Little Dewey's. It's just great. I love their catfish. It's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm with it's you It's the best that. I've had. And I've had, I've had catfish everywhere. Pap's Place catfish pretty good. I've never been to Pap's Place. I still haven't gone there yet. Um, I'll drag you over to Ackerman with me one day, and we'll, now, we'll go see. Uh, well, it, it, if I did this sort of, I, I don't ever eat two big meals in a day, mm-hmm. ever. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll eat a little breakfast every now and then. I'll eat like a snackish thing for lunch and then a big supper. Right. So I only eat one big meal a day or right. whatever. But if I ever did like the two big meal things, mm-hmm. I'd get old Mama Ann to cook us up something good and mm-hmm. we'd eat lunch and then that night go to Paps and just have us a big day in Ackerman. I'm, hey, man, I'm down. I'm down for that. Here's the portion of my mentions where I mentioned Toronto's in uh, Biloxi and. All the coast people went nuts. <laughs> they were really happy to hear that. Uh, do you think Mississippi State, this is from Dear Old State, do you think Mississippi State will add sports, gymnastics, swimming in the near future? It seems like the new TV contract, MSU will move into the top 25 athletic budgets, so money shouldn't be an impediment. The problem with that is two things. Those both need facilities. For example, I have, I have been told, this is one of those great MSU urban myths, but I have always been told that when the Sanderson Center was built, Larry Templeton specifically had them build the pool like two feet less than it needs to be for swimming, for college swimming, so that Mississippi State would never have a swimming program. you got to build that. And right now, I mean, think about how MSU wants to spend its money. They probably don't want to, to do that. Also, there's another thing. Imagine starting an SEC football program from scratch today. How long before you have a winning season? 20 years? 30 years? 50 years? That's what it would be like starting in gymnastics. Yeah. Yeah. You are so far behind. And those teams are dominant. They win the national title every year. Well, and outside of all that, too, you get like the – and I'm not as intelligent as I probably need to be on some of this stuff, but like you get into the Title IX issues and right. like you got to have well, like I, equal whatever. I think at the end of the day, if you're adding women's sports, they probably I'm not trying to be sexist here, but they probably don't care. Like if you got more women's sports than men's, nobody's going to really say anything. 
But at the same time, I mean, I just don't see that. I don't think they're going to be adding any new sports. To be totally, totally honest with you, I mean, you could—they're going to use the money they have to make the I'm sports they currently of offer. They don't they have like rifle or something at Ole Miss? They have rifle at Ole Miss, but they don't have something that State has. I think, and I don't know what it is. I know they don't have softball at Vanderbilt. Yeah, they have bowling. Um, I don't know what it is at Ole Miss. They don't have. I don't know. Uh, Holden Blake says, in the light of the Kobe tragedy. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of athletes who have transcended their respective sports? Jordan, obviously. Jordan is obvious. Jordan is the George Washington here. Mm. Is there a baseball guy? Right now? Ever. Or ever. Griffey, probably. Really? You think so? You don't think I was Griffey? thinking more like Hank Aaron or somebody like that. Mickey Mantle. Joe DiMaggio. I mean, Griffey was like everywhere back when I was Yeah, but up, not though. to the level of Joe DiMaggio. Well, I mean, I wouldn't lie. Well, neither was I, but I mean, I know. Joe DiMaggio became a piece of pop culture. Is is King Griffey Jr. pop culture in any way? I don't think so. I don't know, man. He and that that hat turned backwards. Maybe maybe I just grew up with a bunch of baseball crazed boys. You did. Maybe that was part Part of of it. But, like... There's not not really a baseball guy for me that's just, like, jumping off the screen here, to be totally honest with you. Pete Rose, maybe. Which, by the way, I got to... You see what he? I I think he's right. What he said in his statement. Did you see this? I, I saw he released. I, I have not read it. it basically, but. said he wants to be reinstated. He said because the guys in the Astros scandal weren't banned. He said there cannot be one set of rules for me and one set of rules for them. He's right. Yeah, I agree. Reinstate him. Hall of Fame. Yeah. What about football? Walter hey, Payton. You don't think that Griffey was more like? All right, let's. I can make this easy. We're talking about transcendent athletes, right? So let's look at the Mount Rushmore. I got Jordan and then Ken Griffey Jr. Are you telling me those two guys are on the same level? Uh, same level? No, but Th- that's like, what I want. I want same level. All right, let's go football a minute. Walter Payton. NFL. Walter Payton could be on there. Joe Namath could be on there. Uh, Brady could be on there. Like today's baseball is not like it was in the nineties, no. even. Well, I mean, but and like, it's not what it was in the fifties and sixties when it was the biggest sport in the world. You know, who else could be on here. Muhammad Ali. So again, Muhammad Ali, Ken Griffey. No. So Ali and Jordan are on there. Is Griffey the closest thing? Let's go like. Babe Ruth might be. Well, I'm just saying, like, let's go like 1990 since. Is Griffey the closest thing in baseball to it? To Jordan? Bonds is probably ahead of him. But we're talking about. When I think transcendent, I think like you walk into the grandmother's house that doesn't know anything about. Baseball. McGuire would be ahead of him too. And maybe not for the right reasons, but he would be. I just don't. I mean, you're talking about a Hall of Fame. Jeter. Jeter's ahead of him. I wouldn't put McGuire above Griffey. He. I mean, more more people who aren't baseball fans would know who Mark McGuire is than Ken Griffey Jr. I disagree. You do? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I disagree with you. What about Jeter? Again, pop culture. Dated all those beautiful women. A A Rod. A-Rod. A-Rod. It almost has to be... Uh, Tim Lincecum? No. I just, just wanted to throw it in there. I, I, I'm just... Is Tyson on there? Mike Tyson? Maybe, yeah. Transcended his I mean, sport? Transcended the sport. And, I mean, there's pop culture. He's in, like, The Hangover and... Hogan? Other stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if we're going to include wrestlers, The Rock is obviously The Rock would be, yeah, a good that, choice. That yeah. is... I mean, everybody knows who The Rock yeah. is. No that's, a, that's a good question. I feel like we need to put like a whole show into that, to be honest with you. 
I, I think you are severely underrating how popular Ken Griffey Jr. was. I don't feel like I'm underrating it at all. I'm telling you right now that if you said, hey, are Ken Griffey Jr. and Michael Jordan on the same tier? The answer is a resounding no. I mean... Gary Jr. never won a world championship of any kind. Never won a championship of any kind. It's like, what, like one ALS title? I think, I think the problem here a little bit is... I, I'm going, playing the World Series. Well, I'm, I'm basing some of this off of just like curating, like how popular or how well-known are that's, they. That's not what being transcendent is, though. Transcendent is you, you, tra- you are more popular than the sport you played. Michael Jordan is beyond basketball. Muhammad Ali is beyond boxing. Ken Gary Jr. played baseball. He was really, really popular. How, how many, how many endorsements does Ken Griffey Jr. have? Like not, not, not as many. Not that many. And he was very popular. He was, might have been the most popular guy in the game for a four-year, five-year stretch. Michael Jordan was dominant for two decades. He won six world championships. There is a line of shoes named I, after him. I, I, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with any of what you just said. I'm saying that if you had to pick a baseball player, particularly in the last little while. Mm-hmm. Last 20 years? Um. 20, 30 years, however, however, but like my lifetime, basically. Yeah. I don't know that there was anyone that I mean, I that just, just connected with a lot of folks more than Griffey did. I mean, I guess, but, but not not to the level of these other guys that we're talking about here. I don't think there is a baseball guy, to be totally honest with you. And if there is, it's probably Babe Ruth or Joe DiMaggio or somebody really old. Just for me. Yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm too... Um, I hate to look at it like this, but like... You just love baseball too much. I do love baseball. But is there what baseball guy and Lord knows I'm not rooting for it. If if something had happened like Okay, somebody a tragedy, if, happened, a tragedy happened like right now? Like who what baseball guy would the world be the closest they to? Oh my gosh. There isn't one. There's not one guy who was like universally not beloved's not the right word. Kobe was not beloved by a lot of people, but respected and feared. You know, like became more than the game. I mean, honestly, there's not a baseball player who wasn't just a baseball player for the past three decades. To me, anyway. But that's what I'm saying, though. To me, Griffey is. If you had to pick one, he's the one. Griffey is. He's he's in that conversation. He if wouldn't. He's not he the would one. not get the same amount of everything that happened with Kobe and all the the memorials. All that. There wouldn't be that kind of response if Griffey died. I don't think. I don't. I, I think you're. Today. I think you're right on that. Yeah, that's just me. But I, I just think he, as as baseball guy, he may be, if not at the top, he's hmm. he he's one of the closer ones to the top. We're really changing gears on this question from John Burnett, who says, <laughs> "I like that topic though." That's okay, a good topic. Whoever asked the question. Uh, yeah, Holden Blake. Good question, buddy. Yeah, good good question. Actually, no, Holden. Hey, oh, Holden. Okay. Uh, what would you? What are you more worried about catching the novel coronavirus? Or influenza. Oh, Hint, flu. It should be influenza. I don't want to get the flu again anytime soon. Well, the thing is, like, the flu is much more deadly than the coronavirus. Yeah. Like, if... I was reading something on this the other day. Like, if you rename the flu something like, I don't know, give it some spooky name. Mm-hmm. Hexavirus or something. Like, I don't know. Ooh, what, I like whatever that. you want to say. I like, that. like, more people would be scared to death of it. But people aren't scared of it because you've heard of the flu your whole life. Yeah. Just because you've heard of it, your familiarity with it makes you not fear it. But the fact is, it's much, from a deadly perspective, it's killing a ton more folks than the coronavirus. Yeah. So, you know, if they offered, like, coronavirus vaccines or whatever, probably there'd be a line out the door to go get them. Mm -hmm. They offer flu vaccines, and I guarantee you half the people listening didn't get a flu vaccine. I used to not. I do now. You're smart, man. All right, so 
got some good questions here from Kerry Scott, who wants to know, Mike Leach and Dave Emmerich have taken Twitter by storm. What MSU coach or athletic department official from the pre-Twitter days do you wish had been around for Twitter? I have a, I have a great answer for this, but I want to hear yours first. Uh, what, what coach from the pre-Twitter days? Coach or athletic department official. Like I almost said Ron Polk, but he's on Twitter now. He's on Twitter now. And he's funny. Back in the day, he would have been tremendous. But that's not my answer, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, he would have been railing the NCAA every day. Is what yeah, it would have been. It would have been yeah, but he would have, he, he worked in some humor, too. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Go with yours. Jack Crystal. Oh, gosh. That's the answer. That is the answer. Can you imagine him just railing on people on Twitter? Oh, my God. It'd be the greatest thing ever. Oh, my God. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. It could never happen. Oh my god, Jack Crystal on Twitter would—I mean, he would have a million followers. People are like you have to follow Jack Crystal. It'd be incredible. Jack I'm getting—I'm getting excited just thinking about something that could never happen. Jack Crystal, man, I, I'll tell you what. There—you want to talk about just awestruck a little bit when mm-hmm. I when I was in the athletic department. I mean, I got to know Jack somewhat well because I would—I uh, was responsible every football game day from getting him on on the golf cart and mm-hmm. taking him over to the yeah. uh, little media thing because he was always on the radio there at the like the fan zone for a few minutes. Right, but, right. but like just some of the conversations and some of the the things that would come out of Jack Crystal's mouth. Mm-hmm. Imagine if those were tweets. Oh, man. Be, you, be, that be, is the answer. It'd be not safe for work. i tell you that. That, <laughs> that man, he, he was very professional in the air, but buddy, he'd give Brandon Walker a run for his money off air. <laughs> i tell you that. So, oh, man. If you don't have a Jack Crystal story, you don't really, you're not really a Mississippi State fan. <laughs> you don't have to have met him to have a Jack Crystal story either. All right, uh, Bailey Howe. This is also still from Kerry Scott. Bailey Howe is the only former MSU player from the major sports who's in his Sports Hall of Fame. Which current MSU professional athlete has the best chance to be next? I feel like Fletcher Cox is the easy answer here. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer if his continued career is. If he, on the path he's on, he'll be a Hall of Famer. I think you're Got right. a Super Bowl championship. He's probably the He is one of the top defensive players in the league. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a few guys though. Dak Prescott's going to have an opportunity. Chris Jones is going to have Chris Jones going to have an opportunity as he goes forward. I mean, uh, Darius Slay we, we has like an outside shot. We haven't really seen good. enough of him yet to know. But Jeff Simmons has the talent. He has the talent to get there to yeah. do that. But baseball is there anybody right now? Mm-hmm. You know, there's nobody. Like no. Hunter Renfro, no. No. Adam Frazier is not no. on that pace. No. Uh, basketball, obviously, there's not anybody there. You know, right now. So okay. All right, let's move on then. Uh... Still in the coast mentions here. All right, Wade Jones, who has asked me this question three times. Like we've had to cancel a couple rumblings, and we, he, <laughs> I feel bad. I keep I always see him at the at the the uh, my daughter's basketball games. He's got a kid playing too. All right, third time's the charm. Your guess on the attendance for the spring game and the New Mexico game. His is thirty three and sixty. I'm, I'm going lower on both. Mm. And twenty five seems right for spring, right? Yeah. I think they'll announce more than that. But I'm not worried about announcing. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. I wish that if it's a beautiful weather day, because you got Ole Miss, it's going to be a huge I could, crowd. I, if it's a beautiful weather day, I could I could see it north of thirty. Okay, and for New Mexico, that's going to be blistering hot. Yeah, but maybe but it may be a night game. Yeah, you might get a night game because it's the start of the Mike Leach. Era. I think if it's a night game, you got a chance for sixty. I, I said fifty-eight because I, I don't know that it'll be a night game. And is that it? That might be it. That's it. All right. Yeah. There we go. 
Another good addition to the Rumbling. Some good questions this week, guys. We really appreciate it, as always, to get the questions into us, and we will probably answer them. Just probably, though. We might have skipped some of you. Those of you who we skipped, take what you learned today, get better. Take it as a positive. Don't take it as a negative. And as always, if you're mad about getting skipped, blame Brian, not me, because I don't pick which ones get read. And you, when you, when if you are mad, what you should do is try tw- out a tweet to me and then stick that tweet. Never mind. As I said to start the show in our intro, uh, I'm suing Brian for trying to uh, steal my eternal soul. Please allow because me of, to introduce myself, a man of wealth and taste. All right. <laughs> what? I just, just you. Call me Lucifer. <laughs> anyway, uh, back on tomorrow's show. Uh, we're a little, we're a day ahead, so yeah. Uh, Friday show, we'll talk about Mississippi State. Uh, I got to thinking about what? I, I got to thinking about the Brendan Fraser movie again. The uh, <laughs> oh, bedazzled, bedazzled. Elizabeth Hurley, so hot, completely <laughs> underrated. <laughs> Underrated. If that was the, if that's the devil, I'll, I'll sell my soul. Uh, Played hard. One hundred ten percent. Oh me! My favorite one is the first one. The when he's the Spanish guy, he doesn't yeah. realize he can speak Spanish. Cocaine? It's cocaine. <laughs> I, and I can't say it in Spanish. But he's like, you mean we came all the way down here because he took some baking powder or yeah. flour and it, he tasted? It, it didn't he say something like, "I don't speak Spanish"? And don't, he said it, it, in and he said it in Spanish. <laughs> he's like, "Donde está la biblioteca?" <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's a really underrated, funny movie. Um, and uh, then the first wish was for a Big Mac, and she just took him to McDonald's. Uh, all right, talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll preview MSU Vanderbilt, and uh, we'll probably talk a little more football. We might uh, we might talk a little bit tomorrow about Joel got to meet the assistant coaches and uh, what what they had to say because he got to, you got to meet them all, right? I did just for a couple I minutes. Did, yeah. So we'll just get some some quick impressions yeah. on those guys. Mason Miller's a Braves fan, so I uh, know you I, you probably talked longer to him than anybody. Well, I, I mean, there was a group of people around, so we didn't get to talk about it long. But I, I did make sure that I made that connection. You didn't so. wear and I, you didn't wear a Braves cap yesterday. I, I didn't. I didn't have it. Well, I actually had it in my truck. I, you should have had that thing ready to roll. Yeah, conversation I, started. I, don't know. I, I feel like some days, mm-hmm. like I don't. I rarely wear a hat for basketball. Yeah, indoors. Because you're indoors. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like like signing day is kind of one of the. The bigger days, so yeah, no hat I got today. You. I, I don't know. All right. Just more hat today. Talk to you guys tomorrow. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.